All right, everybody, welcome into this edition of the Canes Insight Podcast. Really excited to be joined now by an all-time Miami great. I mean, I don't think there's anyone better to have on the show this week than the Yukon Slayer himself, Darius Rice. I, listen, I see you on I see you on Twitter saying you need the shirt for this weekend. Uh, with yeah, the I'm trying. Yukon I'm trying Slayer. to get a shirt made as we speak. <laughs> man, yeah, man, you you uh, you did what you had to do against the Huskies back in the day. Everyone obviously knows about the 43 point game. You know the incredible end of the game uh you know steal and, and three-point shot there what mm-hmm. what are your emotions you know seeing not only this run but the fact that it's UConn that Miami's up against now in this in this final four matchup I mean what are the chances man you know it it's so much tradition there people forget the Big East days uh all they remember now is ACC ACC but people forget how big the Big East was when UConn was like the 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 I mean, they won it twice when I was there at national championship. You got the UConn's, Syracuse was always on top. Like you said earlier, Providence, Boston College, us, Georgetown, Villanova, we all were ranked. Like the whole Big East pretty much was a rank, you know, was ranked where every night you would go out and it's a battle. And those Big East battles with UConn, with Rip Hamilton, Ray Allen, uh, and then we had Tim James, Johnny Hemsley. I mean, they were the top of the barrel. They were at the top. We were still coming up, and but we were always split with UConn. We always beat UConn. Some kind of way, we would beat them. And people don't realize it's been 20, 20 years since we beat them, and that's the game that I beat them. Um, Karan I, I Butler him, dancing on the sidelines there. Dancing on the sideline, up and down. And I hit the shot, and I look at his face, and he's just shocked. And and and, and he, he and I, we had some great battles his, his first year. Um, I mean, he probably was the hardest guy I've ever had to guard because uh, he was so tough. He was so big. He was physical. He was, I mean, he was quick. Um, he had every intangible you needed as a basketball player. So uh, I think the one game I had 33 on him, the next game he had 30 on me. Like, we, we had right. some battles, man. But like you said, that's the Big East. I mean, unfortunately, the football football came into play and kind of kind of messed things up in, in that aspect. Um, and, and, you know, the ACC is obviously strong. They had a down year this year, you could say. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, man. I, I, my dad went to Georgetown. I used to always watch those Georgetown Syracuse battles. Yep. You know, you always had those great Big East tournaments. Um, so it, it was sad to see it get broken up, but good for you that you got to experience a lot of those those battles. Oh yeah, man. I, I wish that you know the ACC came the next year. I wish I had one year in ACC. I wish I had a COVID year like these guys get now. <laughs> so yeah. they can rack up all these records because they get five years, but. Uh, I had one year in the ACC where I could see, you know, the the well, it was the Convocation Center at the time as Watts Code. Right. Where I could actually see that arena filled with like you know fans from Duke and Carolina. See how big it could is it is now. I wish I had one year to see how the ACC would have filled that stadium because I experienced it against UConn. I experienced it against Syracuse in the, in the Convocation Center, but it still felt like you know we didn't have our fan base behind us yet. So it'll be more Syracuse fans in Miami. It'll right. be more. UConn fans in Miami, but now it's totally opposite. It's good to see that at, at, at the Wasco. Well, and the student center was not what it is now either. Yes, that was we, always – We had the band always, and we maybe had 30 students. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that to me – I graduated in 2016, so I got to see the ACC, the first ACC championship they won. And the student section was getting better at that yeah. point. But now what it is now, the buzz is, the buzz is serious, um, you know, around campus. So – 
Um, that to me is the biggest thing. I remember that first couple years in the convocation center, they had half of the seats up top weren't even seat backs. Yeah. No, they blocked. So, they, they when we play, they blocked them off, so it didn't even look bad on TV. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, listen, it's it's come a long way since then, but that's why you know I'm glad to have you on because you were you're a pioneer in this effort. You were a McDonald's All American. You had you know offers to everywhere you could have wanted to go scored 24 points in that McDonald's All-American game. A ton of guys that had, you know, long careers in, in the league uh, in that game. And you chose to come to Miami at a time that, like you said, it wasn't, uh, you know, what it is right now. Obviously, they had mm -hmm. some, some success previously, Leonard mm -hmm. Hamilton. Um, but what made it Miami for your decision at that time when it, that wasn't the popular decision? No, um, you know, I came out, you know, one of the things that I always thought about was, you know, what if, you know, what if I, after the McDonald's game, I just went straight pro, which I had the opportunity to do and I chose to go to school, uh, how things would be and that would be a lot different. But I committed to Kentucky. People don't realize, I, I committed to Kentucky. I was locked to go to Kentucky after the McDonald's game. Tubby Smith was a great guy. He was really hurt when I when I chose Miami. His last words before I got on the plane was like, you know, you don't you love us already. You like us. Don't take that visit to Miami. You don't need to. You can go on the side with us. But, you know, coming from a you know, Mississippi, small state, I said, I'm taking all five of my businesses. Miami, I'm definitely going. So I, I get there and uh, it was raining the whole time. It wasn't the greatest visit. Uh, but the people were nice. Uh, we had a house, like a little house get together. It was a house party on campus. And, you know, I, uh, like you said, Leonard Hamilton was a great recruiter, great guy. But the key was Stan Jones. Stan Jones' assistant mm -hmm. uh, was a Mississippi guy. He uh, he coached against me in football when I played football. Um, and still Leroy with him, Hurd, I believe. Yeah, he's still with them. They've always been together. He, and uh, Leonard Hamilton, uh, not Leonard Hamilton, uh, Leroy Hurd was there. He was a Mississippi guy playing on my AU team. And Mario Bland was there from the same city. Uh, that I was from in Mississippi. So they had a lot of Mississippi ties and right. I felt the I felt the connection with them already. So um it came down to, you know, you know, Hamilton said, you know, do you want to be just a, a face on the wall at Kentucky? You know, they have millions of faces up there or or Duke when they have millions of faces up there already. Or do you want to come here and start something? Do you want to come here and be a part of something new and 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 build your own program. But that's what it came down to me. I wanted to be, you know, something new. I want to be my own guy. Right. Now, you know, you had a long pro career, 15-year career, played pretty much everywhere, right? So you're you're a well-cultured man at this point, having been, you know, more places than, than many people could even dream of. And you're doing some coaching now, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I stopped uh, with COVID. COVID uh, hit. It kind of shut me down. I gained a lot of weight <laughs> sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> like most but, of uh, us. Exactly. So um, I, I think the last time uh, I went to University of Miami in 2018, I finished my degree there. I was a grad assistant with Coach L. And I went after that and I played in the uh, Dominican Republic and, and I played in the Big Three. And then I said, you know what? This is not the same. My body's not the same right now. And then COVID hit, shut me down. Then I started coaching. Uh, did one year at a high school in Mississippi. Went to Mississippi Valley State the year before. And then um, came here down to South Texas. Nice, nice. So you haven't been around Coach L, right? And just now observing this team and seeing the run they're on. What mm -hmm. can you take from his coaching style and just his kind of – the way he uplifts the guys and is not one of these yellers and screamers like you see a lot of times – um, you know, in big time ba college basketball, right? Uh, mm -hmm. These guys really get in the face. Now, I'm not saying that that's not necessary at times, right? 
Um, but his coaching style and the way he's able to rally the team, what can you as a coach take from that um, and just kind of instill in your guys as well? Well, the one thing I love about Coach L is his family atmosphere and his bond with his players, man. They love that guy. Uh, every player that played for him, they love him to death. And, you know, they'll, they'll run through a brick wall for that coach. And that's something I didn't have as a college coach. I didn't have that bond with Perry Clark. You know, we weren't Perry Clark guys. You know, we were right. Hamilton guys. And we did we did have a transfer portal where you could just up and leave. Um, so I applaud him on how well he bonds with his players. He understands his players. And, you know, he actually led me on the court. Like, I practiced a lot with them that year because they were so short. They only had, like, seven players that right. could do the COVID. And, you know, he treats – I mean, he treats everybody the same. There's no favoritism. And that's why they all play like they are. There's no there's no egos. They all share the ball. They all get in love. I mean, and and he doesn't have to scream, like you said, scream and yell to get it done. You know, he right. he's the perfectionist. He's going to run it over. He's going to run it over. Now, he will get fiery, but it's not like – a chew you out on your butt type of fire. It's a motivational right. fire. And that's what I like about it. Man, how would you fit in with this team? With your you you were before your time with your skill set, you with the length, the ability to shoot the ball, uh, the ball handling. How would you fit in with the way this this team uh this team runs? I, I tell everybody all the time, the way I played the game 23 years ago is, is how they're playing it now, but they were trying to stick me under the basket because they've never seen they never seen anything that I could do. They haven't seen that before. And, you know, now if you're a seven-footer, you got to be able to shoot the ball. <laughs> so, right. Well, um, back in the day, if you were your your size, yeah, it, 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 he's got to be playing inside. Oh, he's, Why is he taking oh, he's that soft. shot? He's not poking even, up. He listen, yeah. when, when Chris Bosh was taking threes with the heat, people yeah. were saying, why isn't he under the basket, yes. you know, posting up? When and and they, know, all he was doing was facing the floor. And you get this, you get this label. He's soft. He won't go inside. He won't bang. And you know they didn't. They've never. They didn't. They didn't know the skill was changing. The game was changing. And now, if you can't put the ball down, if you can't shoot the ball, you, you're you're pretty much a liability in the NBA. You're not going to make it. You know. You look at the big kid from uh, from Iowa. You know, great college player, but where where can he play in the NBA? You, you, where can you don't have any? Uh, the Purdue, where, Purdue, right? Yeah, uh, Purdue, I mean the yeah, Purdue guy, Purdue. yeah. Yeah. Like, you, where can he play in the NBA? Nowhere. You know, no. uh, great numbers. Probably maybe some minutes here or there, but yeah. he's, if that. So, and then, so the game now, you put me on that team with the way I used to run and, and, and catch alley oops every other play and, and shoot from the time I walk in the gym and, and, you know, just the energy I brought, the way I pressured, you know, I, I picked up full court press. I picked up guards at some time. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I would fit his system perfectly. The way I mean, just easily. Like, I, I, when you have Wong and you got Pack who can break people down, and you got me on the wing who could just hit shot. Like, it would it would be nasty out there. Yeah, like, just imagine, just imagine, like, who's that three? Wuga. Just imagine me and Steve yeah. Wuga's fine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And listen, Wuga's hit some big shots for sure, but you know, exactly. yeah, he he, you know, you were shooting forty percent from three at six ten. Like, like, like I, I averaged what eighteen. You know my junior year in 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 a physical Big E. So what can I do now in an unphysical ACC? <laughs> yeah. No. I, listen, I I I was talking to someone about it the other day about about your game, and I'm you know sitting here getting ready for this, looking at some of the old clips and whatnot, and definitely uh, before your time in terms of the skill set, man. But um, a great career nonetheless. I, I wanted mm -hmm. to ask you. I have a couple more questions before I let you go. James oh, yeah, Jones, yeah. one of your former uh, teammates, man. Mm -hmm. Looking at what he's been able to do with with his career in <laughs> basketball, um, 
does that surprise you at all with what he's done? Or is that just kind of like, has that always been, everyone's always known he was going to go on and do something, uh, you know, extraordinary. Yeah. You know, see me and James, we had this love hate relationship, you know, uh, <laughs> I was the high head kid coming in with all this bravado. And I, I, I got this, look, I'm going to take you out to the championship. It's going to be my way. I'm going to lead right. you guys. He, he's the guy like, Dude, chill out. You just got here. You're the freshman. Relax. It's going to be fine. Slow down. He was that type of guy. He kept us mellow. He kept, you know, uh, by my junior year, I understood what he was trying to do. You know, he right. he kept the pressure off of me. Uh, and he tried to keep me, you know, humbled and poised because that's what, he was the guy that was in the background. You know, he didn't have, he wasn't the greatest basketball player, but he was the greatest locker room guy. And I think that's what kept him in the league all those years. He was super smart, man. You know, he could get along with anybody. And, we, you know, they, we, we call him champ because the, the rings he won with LeBron because he was that guy that, that kept LeBron, you know, humbled and kept LeBron uh, out of, you know, out of trouble because he, he was the only brought, guy LeBron, LeBron brought, brought him everywhere. Yeah, he, he, was him everywhere he, went because he really was the only guy he would listen to, yeah. you know, because James was that type of guy. And it's showing in his leadership role with the Phoenix Suns. It's, you know, we knew he was destined to great things. You know, I, I didn't know if it was going to be basketball, but he did have a great basketball career. But we knew he was going to be that guy somewhere. He turned himself into a shooter because I don't remember him being that much of a, a shooter of Miami like that. Let me tell you what he did. He was always open because I'm always double teamed. He was <laughs> he shot. I say uh, maybe forty, close to fifty percent, my forty-seven, forty-five percent his senior year because I was the one getting double teamed all night. You know, he, was, he had he had easy he spot was, ups. He was wide open. All he had to do was hit him. <laughs> There you go. Like if you go back and watch film, he's 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 popping top of the key. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off because there's two people chasing but me. He's got just him ready, you got him ready for LeBron for what LeBron was gonna gonna give him when yeah. he was at Miami. Exactly. Because exactly. when I when I played with LeBron in Cleveland in 07, it was stand your butt in the corner. LeBron's gonna find you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I, and not much has changed. It seems like, and that's the problem. It yeah. was so hard just standing there waiting for LeBron, even. Like it was very hard. It was very hard to just stand there, and um, and just wait just on the wait run to pass ball. the ball. Like it, it, yeah. it, if you watch Kevin Love and Chris Bosh, it took away their games because yeah. you're just waiting. You don't you don't have the ball in your hand. That you, was you very become hard. You spot up shooters essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it was very hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, looking at the matchup this weekend, obviously, UConn. You know, one of the hot, listen. Every any four of these four teams here are the hottest teams in the nation. So all these yeah. teams can play at this point, right? There's not going to be an easy matchup. But no. UConn does look like they, uh, like they are a tough, like they're a tough test, right? For anybody, but the way that they're playing right now with their guys inside, with the depth that they have, how do you see this matchup going for Miami? Well, this is uh, this is what I see. Uh, I see. Houston being number one all year. I see Texas being top five all year. I see UConn getting all this hype as they're like the top dog right now that's left in the, in the tournament. I was like, we beat Houston. You know, we blew Houston right. out. You know, we beat just Texas. Just completely took over games late. Yeah, we just destroyed Houston. Then, And by the way, don't forget, Indiana was a oh, yeah. very, very Indiana good too. team. Yeah, Indiana's a great team. We came back from seven with four minutes to go against Drake. But I, I was just looking at the Indiana and the – I mean, not the Indiana, the Texas and the Houston team who were top ten teams all year, and we just totally took them out their game. Uh, Texas up 13, and we went by seven. That's a 20-point turnaround, you know. Right. So UConn is, is tough. They're big. You know, that's the problem. They're so big, and their bigs are really good. 
And when you're playing in an arena like NRG Stadium where you, you're you going to have to be physical inside because it's a little difficult to shoot those big open arenas, yeah. which is what Wuga, uh, which is what uh, uh, Pag does, which is I what want. Wong does. Like, Wong, we have shooters. You know, so if we can adjust to the, the atmosphere and, they, and knock down shots, I think we can compete with anybody. But, you know, we've been underdogs every game. You know, those I'm games, those that. early ga- those <laughs> games are tight early on, man. Those those yeah. those final four games always seem like there's a little more clank in the rim. Uh, yeah, like, like a little more nerves. People, early, yeah. people a little nervous out there, you know. You know, two possessions and you're down five. Man, it's hard to get back in those type of games. It's, if you watch the uh, – the Texas game, it was like back and forth. You're like, are, is Texas ever, ever going to miss so we can catch up? You know, like it's, it's going to be a back and forth game. Right. You, you just can't, we can't get down 10 and expect to come back against UConn. Well, and Omir, team that, Omir can't get in the foul trouble. Uh, he's either. the key. We got to keep him out of foul trouble. He has a he has a tough matchup this week. He has a real tough matchup. The no-go. Yeah, no, he's, he's, no, he's no easy task for him. I wonder if, you know, hopefully he doesn't, but – that small ball lineup. Well, they, listen, they're not their normal lineup is a small ball lineup. But no. even if 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 Omir's out, that small ball lineup had some success against Texas. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just don't think you can. But you, you can don't have forget, that. Texas was missing their best big player too. Texas right. was missing these right. these two. Yeah. yeah, they was missing their best player. But uh, one thing I've learned when I when I was under Coach L and what I see that he does, he makes great adjustments. He doesn't waste timeouts. He makes great adjustments. He will pack. He has the best pack line, pack to paint defense I've ever seen. Like we totally took Texas out of their game in the second half, and right. he's not gonna let he's not gonna let their big guys beat us. He's gonna pack that paint and force UConn to shoot shoot jump shots, and, Which, and we help we help him recover better than anybody. And listen, that seemed like it was almost a game plan against against Texas too. They were just knocking everything. They were hitting shots, man. They started the first shots. thirty minutes of that game, pretty much. Yeah, and like I said, if they kept hitting shots, they were gonna beat us. And right. what the, uh, the the young coach, you know, I'm glad he got the head job now at Texas, but he didn't know what to make. He didn't know how to make an adjustment. He, he he didn't make an adjustment to that. He let his players keep launching threes. When the game was changed, he should look, I don't want any shots. Drive to the basket, get fouled. But they kept launching threes and letting us back in. Right. Darius, are you going to be out there this weekend? Oh, yeah, I'm leaving Friday. I might take off Friday. I'm headed up there. Uh, I will be there. We have the alumni banquet at five o'clock, so I'm there, man. I, I'm trying to how catch some of my guys. How far of a ride is that for you from where about you're three at? Hours. I'm about three hours away. My sister lives in Houston, so we're there. We're in there. there and uh, I'm trying to meet the FAU guys. I have two players I coach there. Uh, awesome. Brandon Weatherspoon, he's from Mississippi. Uh, uh, Elijah Martin, I, those are two of my guys, so I want to catch them too. So it'll be really big if, if Miami if FAU played in the championship. Well, listen, I'm sure you're going to have a ton of guys coming out over the next uh, – few years that you're coaching too so i know the canes i know listen you got to be neutral in these situations but just let them know there's some good things happening for gables man i mean i'm I'm neutral to a certain extent i'm always (laughs) pushing miami uh if you go to my twitter page there's a guy on there right now named Traylon smith and i coached him as a senior i coached him at mississippi valley state he played one year d1 and he's always at a jc that's that's overlooked and the guy can he can flat up ball uh, with the best of him, super athletic, plays D. He, he's a Miami-style player, and I'm, I'm pushing him to get somewhere, man. And, he, and I come across these type of players all the time, super athletes, just overlooked, you right. know. So well, they got to restock. They're going to have to restock. You're going to lose Wong. You're going to lose Jordan I'm, I'm Miller. Gonna, I don't know how I'm going to make it happen because, like I said, Coach L's getting some pretty highly ranked players, but this kid could be an easy sleeper player for anybody. Even well, if he got to come in and walk on and earn a spot – 
I will send them down there myself. <laughs> well, they don't. I don't. From what I understand, they don't have anyone committed or signed right now for the next class. So they're gonna have some spots, I'm sure. And there's there's always movement. You I'm know, you, I might I might just I might use my connects and get this kid down there. Look, man, I need you to stay with this guy for about a month. Just go to school and work out. That's all I need you to do. <laughs> Darius but, uh, Rice, we really appreciate you coming on today, man, and, and talking about not only your time in Miami, but you know, a little bit about your career and, and what you're doing now as a coach as well. So appreciate your insight. And, uh, you know, we'll, next time, hopefully we catch up. Miami will have raised the national title trophy. I'm having yeah, visions. There's two things they need to put in the rafters. There's two things. They need to put this national title in the rafters. They need to hang my jersey up. I'm still waiting two on one. the 21 to get two up there. One, man. That 21 needs to be up yep. there. <laughs> I, I told you before, man, first first Canes basketball jersey I had. and That I 21 is legendary. I'm telling and you. Th listen, those uniforms were way better than what they have on now. Well, yeah, Nike's made by Nike. We're Nike guys. I yeah. still have a hard time putting Adidas stuff on. <laughs> yeah. They got to do something about these jerseys, man. I don't know. At least some retro <laughs> You guys That's the one thing. Like when I went when I went back to Miami in 2018, they were sponsored by Adidas. I said, "I'm a Nike guy. Nike will, uh, uh, cut my head off and they catch me in this Adidas stuff." And then even listen, the uniforms, really, the I, I don't know what you wore freshman year, but mm -hmm. the ones no, we went Nike. When that, I came because we went Nike. Yeah, those orange, those white and orange ones with the oh, big ones. Yes, those were the ones. Those were yes. the ones. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, I still have my orange jersey. I would never get rid of that one. There you go. But uh, then we went to this little ibis face. I did not like that mascot. Period. Yeah. The little green. You remember the green little yeah. thing? I don't know what that thing I'll, I'll was. Just, I'll take the U on the front, the way you you guys yeah, had. Yeah, just keep it keep it like that. Exactly. Darius yeah, yeah, Rice, man, thank bro. you again, man. I appreciate you.